You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we got a great show for you today. Of course, uh, we got Brian Callanan in the building. He's going to be giving us an update on Seattle News, Views and Brews. And it looks like there's also reopening of the bridge happening. So I'll be diving into that with Brian. And also, too, I got Jazz from Seattle. Jasmine Williams is in the building. We're going to be talking about words and wine. This is the third iteration of this amazing event that she He's been putting on. And so I get to dive in with jazz on that. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream right here. Please tag and share the stream with people you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you can't watch us, you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it. Pick whichever one you love the best and you guys will be able to find us there. Now, I've been kind of going in this week. It's just such an exciting week. And today, uh, the William Gross Center is having their STEM night. So uh, in the next couple of days, they did business on Monday. Today, they're doing STEM. Um, This is really exciting because they are doing uh, something very creative and innovative and specific uh, when it comes to, you know, pathways into STEM. So there's a bunch of of different things going on, computer science and coding, AR and VR, looking at some of the new age technologies and bringing access um, of those technologies into the community for, you know, young creatives and those who are really interested. So tonight it's going down, you guys, 4 to 6 p.m. right there at William Gross Center on 23rd and Yesler. Um, you guys can find this event and the, the litany of events that are going on this week by searching William Gross Center and Eventbrite. It'll pull up all of the different events that are going on. But tonight is really special because they have been working really hard to bring these programs to young people in the community and create direct pathways into these amazing tech jobs that we are seeing booming in as a part of our major economy here for Washington State. Um, But we realized, too, that although these tech jobs were here, there weren't really a lot of direct pathways to get young black children and creatives involved in these tech companies. And so, you know, we want to eventually make way more connections and partner with these tech companies to say, look, these are the things that young folks need to know. A lot of people can do this stuff without going to college. So it's just a huge, huge thing to have, um, you know, this right here in the heart of the Central District. And I'll also say, too, that shout out to University of Washington, because they have been partnering uh, with the William Grove Center to make these pathways a reality. So make sure you guys look at the Eventbrite link, uh, check it out, come out, see what's going on. If you are a stakeholder out there that, you know, maybe you work for a tech company, maybe you have some ideas about how to create some of these pathways and partner with William Grove Center, this is the night for you to come check out what they have going on. 
they've already done some programming, so they want to showcase what they've done so you guys can all get engaged and get involved. Well, I'm really excited about this, obviously, but I'm always excited when Brian Callanan is in the building and coming up right now, we got Brian Callanan. He's going to be telling us a little bit more about what's going on tonight on Seattle News, Views and Brews, but also we got to start with a real interesting topic that I know is, you know, a dire thing for all of those who travel along the West Seattle Bridge. What's up, Brian? How are yeah, you? We're I'm great, Trey. We're talking <laughs> about the West Seattle Bridge. It is reopening on September 18th, Sunday of this weekend. SDOT wanted to make sure we let people know about that. I'm even repping the shirt here for Reunited in West Seattle. It's a really big deal. And there's two pieces to this. Not only will the high bridge be opening, but the low bridge, which has had a lot of restrictions on it over the past couple of years, during this closure, it's going to be back open too. So you can see that beautiful bridge right there. It's going to be open. And remember, about 100,000 people were using this bridge every day when it was open, but it's been closed down now for more than 900 days. So this is a big deal. It's big for everyone who watches Converge in West Seattle, who everyone who watches Converge in South Park, Georgetown too. This affects a lot of different neighborhoods. SDOT just wanted to make sure that everybody knew the West Seattle High Bridge is opening on September 18th, and the Low Bridge will have the restrictions taken off at that time, too. It's really, really big news for West Seattle. Yeah, it really is big news. And I think it's for the whole city of Seattle mm -hmm. because we also understand that some of the traffic, you know, uh, implications mm -hmm. as people were finding alternate routes, yep. it was affecting everyone, really, that was getting in and out of the city. So this yeah. is huge news. Yeah. I know, Brian, for you, this yeah. is huge. Yeah. It's I probably, live there. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. shorten your commute a bit, yeah. I'm sure. I'm um, so thank you so much for bringing that out. And shout out to everybody at SDOT for all the hard work that you guys have done to repair the bridge and make sure it's safe. At the end of the day, we couldn't rush this right here because we needed to make sure that the bridge got the proper maintenance it needed so that all of those users of the bridge were driving on it safely. So shout out to SDOT for that. Yeah. Well, Brian, what else is going on tonight on Seattle News stuff. Views and Ton Bruce? of stuff going on Seattle News Views and Views. So there's an issue that's coming up in front of the city council this week as a full council. They're talking about this social housing measure, I-135, that's going to be on the ballot next February. And it's a very interesting thing. When an initiative comes into the city council, they can either just pass it right away. They can take it as legislation. They can offer a counter sort of measure, put that on the ballot as well. Or they can just say, all right, we're going to let this go through to a vote. What they're looking at doing is letting this go through to a vote and they're letting the people decide on this. I think it's going to be great for people to have this discussion about this and what this bill is going to mean. But what's interesting about it is this is a bill that would create a new housing developer. So a little bit like the housing authority, you could look at it that way. But this is a housing developer in terms of the people that they're trying to help with this housing. It's people not just down at the zero percent level, but all the way up to 120 percent of our area median income, which is a big deal when you think about the affordable housing we have right now. It's really focused on those lower parts of the spectrum. This is something that's trying something different. So the interesting part about it is, though, in the resolution in which the city of Seattle is saying, OK, we're going to let this go to the ballot. The city council is saying, well, you know what? We're not necessarily required to give any priority to this developer, if indeed this thing passes, as opposed to the other developers we have in town. So I'm looking at this as a real question mark for a lot of people out there as they look forward, as they look for leadership on this issue. This is a new issue that's coming on the scene. I really want people to check it out, but I do know the city council has some concerns about it and those are gonna come out over the next couple of months. Yeah, this is an interesting one yeah. indeed, because when we talk about innovative approaches to the inaffordability of housing, yep. this is one that kind of is saying, look, we need to create spaces that 
that go from, you know, people are in the units from 0% yeah. area median income all the way to 120. Yeah. And that means like mixed class That's basically right. in mm -hmm. these buildings, which honestly, that is a new innovative approach yeah. to housing. But I also think too, that this is where it gets interesting for me is that you're talking about different people paying variant amounts That's of right. rents mm -hmm. in one building, mm -hmm. right? And so the outcome of this could really mean, you know, something great, but it also means that people have to like buy into this yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that we've seen, particularly in housing, is that there is some real delineation when it comes to class, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, we see that in a lot of our neighborhoods. We yeah. see like, okay, wait, we're over here in Magnolia. We don't want the houseless, unhoused population to be over sure, here. Right. We, we got to have restricted covenants to make yeah. sure they're not here. All of these things yeah. are real, Brian, right? Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting. What else is up next tonight? We've got a lot going on with that. And thank you for bringing up all those different pieces there. Again, that's a measure that's going to be on the ballot in February, but a lot's still happening right now. In terms of what else we're talking about in the, on the show, we're talking about the three finalists for police chief. These candidates are going to be on Seattle Channel, 6 o'clock on Thursday. I'm working on making sure this gets linked to Converge as well, but this is really important. I'm going to be asking the questions that you have sent in to the mayor's office here. They put them together. They figured out the different topics that they want to make sure that they cover here, and I'm going to be asking these questions of the three candidates. As you know, we have two candidates who are within the department, including the acting chief here, uh, Adrian Diaz. And we also have one candidate who is outside the office, comes from Tucson, Arizona. So I'm looking forward to having this discussion, but it really is one of those situations where are we looking for somebody inside the department? Are we looking for somebody outside the department? What really needs to be done here? I think it's an important discussion. I know it's really at the stage right now where we're getting close to a decision here. I really urge people to check this out because this is the first time where we're going to be able to hear all of these candidates up close and personal out going out to the public like that. Yeah, this is important indeed. And we've been on this issue for a really yep. long time, honestly. And one of the things that I'll just say in terms of my own opinion about this, you mm -hmm. know, Seattle has a lot of nuance in terms mm -hmm. of community, the way it's built, yep. the ways that the relationships with the police force mm -hmm. um, really historically has like molded over time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it may be tough for somebody to come from the outside and really understand all of those dynamics right away and take control of the police force. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I love actually knowing that there's two candidates who have been able to experience yeah. all of those nuances, Brian, mm -hmm. because they're going to have to bring a fresh look to the role no matter what. And, yeah. you know, I'm glad Chief Diaz, you know, interim chief is putting his name in the hat as well. Yeah. I think there's some people in the community that will say, hey, we see him kind of taking some different direction. Mm -hmm. it, this is going to be interesting, and I'm glad that you're moderating this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you only got a minute. Is there anything else? What else? Well, Quickly. yeah, we are talking briefly about what's happening with the city council, and it's connected to the police chief. What we're talking about there is a situation where the city council and the mayor have agreed, at least in theory, to figure out a way to have an alternate 911 response so that when there's a mental health call, for example, that a police officer, an armed police officer does not go out there. This is a big discussion. It's really kind of just starting here, but this is going to fold itself into that discussion about a new police chief, what happens with the new contract for the police officers guild. So a lot of issues happening with this. The council and the mayor have put some benchmarks in place. They say we're going to have some plan in place by the end of this year, hopefully launch something next year.
well, this is going to be intriguing indeed. I mean, we've done a lot of surveying of our communities to see what they want in terms of community safety practices and policies um, and different approaches really to safety in our communities. And so, you know, now is the time to begin to enact some of those solutions that people on the ground have been saying, this is what we want to see. These are the ways that we want to be moving in our communities. So I'm glad that this is happening. It's moving forward to a certain degree, but it is time to really implement a lot of those solutions that I'm always talking about solutions from the community level because we understand these are people with the same and similar lived experience as those that have some of the most major issues with the police department. So this is going to be really intriguing. I'm glad you guys are tapping on it uh, tonight. Make sure you look right there. How can folks watch you and how can they catch up with you, Brian? Make sure you check out Seattle News Views and Brews tonight here on Converge Media. I do want to make sure that people are doing that. I also want to make sure that people check me out on Twitter at Callanan Seattle. That's a great way to get a hold hold of me. And thank you very much once again, Trey, for having me. Always. Thanks so much, Brian. All right. See ya. All right. Well, wow, you guys, there it is right there. Lots going on tonight on Seattle News, Views and Brews. Make sure you check that out. And coming up next after this short break, we got Jazz from Seattle in the building. Jazz is going to be telling us all about Words and Wine 3 and all the great things she's doing out here to bring the words to the people. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey, guys. Basic Gordon here. On September 18th, we're all going to Cheney Stadium for the Summer Sky Music Festival featuring performances by Moneybag Yo, Glorilla, Tory Lanez, Polo G, and more. Grab your tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com and use code CONVERGE for a discount. Baseball is a beautiful game, especially when played in community. Earlier this summer, Baseball Beyond Borders took a powerful, eye-opening journey through the heart of the South, which included baseball, civil rights, and reconciliation. Our young kings hosted a baseball clinic at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and hit the road to Montgomery, Alabama, by way of the historic Edmund Pettus Bridge, to visit the Equal Justice Initiative Museum and Memorial all in an effort to ground our kings in their history and find serenity in the sport they love to preserve the cultural legacy. Join Baseball Beyond Borders on September 27th for the premiere of our film, Reconciliation Tour, at T-Mobile Park's Alice Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. Hear from those on the front line as well as special guests as we elevate our promise to bring healing through play. For tickets or to donate, visit BaseballBeyond.org or check our social media platforms. Grand. Well, welcome back. Look, I'm just staring at it because I love that. You know, Coach T going to be on there. We live in color with Deontay Damper. Make sure you guys check that out tonight. But of course, right now, it's all about Jazz from Seattle. What up, Jazz? Hi, Trey. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. We always see each other in community. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen because you've been bringing these events to the people for some time now. Just tell us a bit about the beginning of this. What made you say, like, I, I need to put this kind of event on? Words and Wine, um, I created Words and Wine because I felt like we were missing, um, we were missing a piece of the culture in Seattle. I went to events similar to this, uh, poetry events, or we have a lot of events with music, but it's never two at the same time. So I kind of just wanted to bring that to the city um, and just so we can have a good time, but also elevate, um, give a platform to the artists in Seattle so that we have something to say. A lot of us have something to say, but no one 
know where to really say it. Yeah. So I wanted to give that opportunity to a lot of the artists. I love that, you know, because you are so right. Maybe there's always pieces and voids that can be filled. And it takes like people like yourself to step up to the plate because it's not easy to pull these kinds of events together. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of hard work. But it also means that you have to have your hands in a lot of different buckets in terms of networking and bringing people that you have relationships with to these platforms. And so that for me is really exciting as we get to explore your kind of network. Tell us a bit about that because you're bringing like different DJs and yes. unspoken word artists and poetry and music. Tell us a bit about how you've built kind of that network to really put these kind of events on. So um, I want to shout out my community first and foremost. I'm super thankful for everyone. Like you said, it's not easy putting on these events, um, but I'm grateful for my team. I'm thankful for Jazz for Black Sunflower Co. She's been super helpful um, helping me put this event on. All the different DJs are just people that I know in the community. Moni, super um, willing to always be a part of these events just because the vibe is there. Um, and like I said, we got something to say. So just hearing the different things that people are going through. But as far as um, my community and networking, I think that's just kind of what I do. Just like meeting people, um, working at communion. I meet and greet a lot of people all the time working at the door. So it's kind of easy for me to... Uh, see what I need from people, I yes. guess. No, well, well, that really is, uh, when you talk about community hubs, I mean, community is just immediately was one of those hubs. And I think so many people were looking forward to it, the doors opening yes. and it being that space uh, in the Central District, once again, to kind of commune together, literally. And so, you know, your bright face be there. <laughs> and, you know, the, the great thing that I think I've experienced in terms of events like this is, is that we needed something that was really going to not just elevate the culture, but be really specific for a, a, a crowd that was looking for something, kind of yearning for something. Yeah. But we talk about this in terms of like, when we have more things to look forward to in our community, it also lowers the barriers of like, you know, violence just disrupting through the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people being like, man, there ain't nothing to do. I'm just out here in these streets. But it's like, no, like you can actually get your craft together, come out, you know, experience words and wine and, and showcase your talented people. How, how often do you think about those kind of uh, ideas in terms of how you've built this amazing event? Um, well, that's great to know that it just will get people off the street and, you know, into something positive. Um, my goal is for people to know that we are listening. People that look like us, we do care um, about what is needed to be said or things like people talk about all different type of topics. A lot of the poetry events I've been to in the past are kind of one topic based. So we have artists that talk about relationship issues or stuff that's going on in the community or stuff that's going on in the world. So um, that's that's great to know that we're in, impacting the community in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what? And not just in a positive way, but what a whole vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it, it is, is a vibe. literally a vibe. And I, you know what? I'll be honest. It's always I'm always doing something or gone when these events go on. So I'm really looking forward to this because I've heard nothing but great things about the last two events. Yeah, like no, <laughs> I've heard nothing but great things. So I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm spending time to move things on the calendar because this right here to me also means that people have to buy into these ideas in order for them to flourish and in order for them to be successful. But you really had no issues with that because no. people are showing up. How have you been utilizing different tools to get the word out? Um, 
grateful to be on this platform first and foremost, but it's just a lot of social media, like a lot of social media, people just like, Jazz, what's going on this weekend, Jazz? And I'm like, guys, I'm not a promoter, <laughs> but um, anytime I throw an event or I say I'm a part of an event, it's just, you know, people pull up. And again, I have these amazing DJs. I have DJ Yachty, who has um, their own platform. DJ Moni has their own platform. So it's just great to have those um, people who help cross promote, you know, um, and all the artists and po poets. I don't want to say poets because it's grown past poets. We have singers. We have Jayza, who's an amazing, talented singer. We have um, Jave. We have it's just grown. So we have rappers. We have Jay York. We have my we have Ratchet Rose is her stage name, but she's also known as Nini. And she's like one of the dopest artists um, I've ever seen perform like I literally want to cry after her poetry set. Wow, <laughs> so. wow. I, I mean, I got to see a clip of one of the shows and I tell you, that brother was spitting fire. And I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I literally, I get the, the goosies when I think about, you know, the talent we have here and it feels like it's untapped. You know what I mean? So that's why I love that an event like yours is really saying, no, we're elevating these artists. Got something to say. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But it also means you got to have the right ideas of where to put these events on in terms of the venue and the space. Tell us a bit about that. How are you finding these venues to make these happen? Um, again, Jazz from Black Sunflower Co. She's been super in, in, influ influential with where to have it, um, just to make sure that the aesthetic is there. The last three years, including this year, it's been on the rooftop. So we just want to get the Seattle skyline and, you know, enjoy our city because Seattle is beautiful. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> it is. And th this right here for me is, um, it goes almost without saying it's like, we have some of the most amazing rooftop like lounges yes. and what I mean, honestly we do. And it shows the whole city skyline, but it's about accessibility jazz, right? Like mm -hmm. I think a lot of, you know, of folks that may come to these kind of events, it's like, man, when, when do I get the opportunity to be up here on this rooftop? And like, how are they going to be accessible to me? I think that's where we see kind of what we were just talking about with Brian, the developers haven't made these spaces that open to a lot of like sure. our community. So shout out to you. And of course our girl jazz for black Sunflower, yes. really coming together to say, let's utilize the network we have to make these spaces accessible to us, make them available to us. And, you know, I'll also say, too, that there's kind of an undercurrent here. Yeah. One of the things that Seattle has been suffering from is when it comes to these kinds of events, a lot of folks started taking their hands off because they're like, oh, violence is set to occur. And it's like you have been proving all of that strategy wrong yeah. by bringing amazing acts together and everybody walking away having a great time. Yes. Just tell us a bit about that because I know that, you know, insurance raises when you say you're going to do hip hop. There's a lot of different things in terms of event creation when it comes to celebrating our culture and music where a lot of promoters and event venues around here have been like oh can't do it yeah I just think that my I think that words and wine is filled with love I think that when you walk in the building you just feel the love no matter what your energy was when you when you got there it's going to change um so we just try to keep that peace and foremost I mean first and foremost and just keep the peace um 
I don't know why we've been so blessed to not have any violence. And I pray that it continues that way. But I also just think that it's the vibe. Yeah. It's the it's the peace that we bring. It's the fact that we're talking about something that's important. And then people just want to eat and have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, make sure you look right there. How can folks catch up with you right. and Words and Wine 3? How do they get their tickets? Everything. Let them know. All right. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Jazz from Seattle and the number two. Um, you can get the Words and Wine tickets on eventbrite.com. Just Search Words and Wine 3. Oh, there it is. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jazz, you, for Trey. being here. And there it is. Curtis got the flyer up there. So, folks, know, yes. come through. Uh, it's it's going to be popping. It's a whole vibe. Thank you for everything Thank you're doing. You. And, you know, for not being selfish with your network. You're putting it out there for everybody oh, to we all deserve, We all got something to say, and we want to hear it. And I love all y'all. Oh, we love you. Thanks so much, Jazz. Thank you. My goodness, y'all. I'm telling y'all, y'all know my message is coming up right after this short break because Jazz just put it down right here. And it's again another example of what it means to be doing something for our community and uplifting our people stay tuned after this short break y'all you're watching the day with trey hey there it's trey holiday and of course besa and i had to take a trip back to market street shoes to grab some items they always know what to show us and let me tell you we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes they have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great show today. Want to send a huge shout out to my guest today, Brian Callanan, always coming through on Wednesdays to drop the details of uh, what's going on tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. Make sure you guys check that out. And also a huge shout out to Jazz, Jazz from Seattle. You know what? The, the beautiful thing is, and this is what I really wanted to say even before the break, is that it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing something to up lift people, to move things forward, to create space for folks. Like what Jazz is doing with Words and Wine, I'm, I promise you guys, I've heard nothing but great things. And every time I'm like, oh, I missed it again. Oh, I was gone again. So I am making the time on the 25th. Make sure you guys go to Eventbrite, check out this event and buy your tickets because it's on all of us to support amazing events like this. And that for me is going to be one of those events that I got to support. Um, also too, and you guys, I was talking about this. We talked about it yesterday, but of course, walk the block, another event for you to go ahead and support. I think we have the flyer coming up for you guys, but this right here is an amazing event. We heard all about it yesterday from Alicia, I mean, from Inye, because Alicia was supposed to be here, but from Inye and from Jasmine Scott, you guys, this is another opportunity to really celebrate local artists, local art. There's going to be DJs and music and art. And I'm telling you, it's a great opportunity for you to get to see what's going on as they take unconventional spaces and infuse them with art. So please make sure you guys are checking out Walk the Block. That's going to be this weekend. I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing y'all there. And again, it's on all of us to support these amazing events so they can continue. We need these ways of uplifting the culture. So shout out to everybody who's doing the great work behind the scenes to bring these events to bear. And of course, y'all, I want y'all to be inspired. You know it, be inspired by Jazz and Brian as they see themselves as a part of the solution. 
And, you know, Jazz has her own unique way of doing it because she said, look, this right here is one way that I get to connect with all the people that I already know are doing fabulous things and bringing out to the other people that may not know about them. So you guys, it's on us. Check it out. Make sure we're a part of all of these great things, but also be inspired by these stories always shared here on this couch right here on The Day with Trey so you too can see yourself as a part of the solution. Uh, tomorrow is Thursday. We got another Haru Hill segment. He will be in the building. Can't wait to dive in with him because he continues to bring us tips on how we can heal ourselves. Make sure you guys are there with me. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.